about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. Oh my God, hon, the holidays are here. We survived Thanksgiving and we're headed right into the winter time now. How how are you doing? I don't do Christmas carols. I do ambulance noises. I mm-hmm. do sirens. I do holiday alerts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This just in. I mean, it's, there's no such thing as a silent night on Knickerbocker Avenue in no. Bushwick. No. Silent night. Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> I just said to you, I just came inside. I went out on a pie mission trying to get some pies for a holiday party tonight. No, to no avail. It is Times Square out there. One thing I witnessed was a guy getting honked at by a car because he walked in front of the car when he th- when he did not have the walk sign. The car had the green light. He walked right in front of the car. Who needs a walk sign in this neighborhood? Not in this. Not in Bushwick. No. They're optional here. Anyway, the guy in the car honks his horn at him, which prompts the, the pedestrian to stop dead in his tracks. And he, go, and he screams at the guy in the car. He says, I'm standing right here. <laughs> <laughs> and like the logic was just off enough that it was like, I just, I just had to, I just had to stop and see what was going to happen next. And so he was in the middle of the road yeah. and, he says, and was mad for the honking yeah. because he was standing right there. He's like, I'm standing right here. And you're like, accurate. Yeah. It's not wrong. Yeah. It's but like, also you're in the middle of the road. Yeah, And I kind of wanted to say, well, sir, that's why the car is not happy. Cause you they don't, just, you don't. Speak logic yeah. too crazy. Yeah. You know? So, so anyway, the car kind of drives around him and uh, he shouts something to him. Like, I think he said F you. I think that's sure. what he said. <gasps> yep. And uh, Not in this neighborhood, and please. Then, and then the pedestrian says, get out your car then. And oh, then, Jesus Christ. But, I mean, the car kept going. I think he had a holiday party to get to. Um, <laughs> so... I was just thinking He's like, like, I don't have time. Yeah. I've got pies to buy. I've got trays to decorate. Sir, remain in the road. Thank you. <laughs> I'm standing right here. So anyway, that's the energy going on outside on this Sunday afternoon. It's stressful. Holidays are yeah, stressful. Everybody I, think, sh- I think everybody feels the weight of the oncoming holidays. I think that's what brings us to our point. Like, like that man who's standing right there, mm-hmm. ready to fight mm-hmm. underneath... Do we have the lit up shit in our street? We don't, but we have no, a lot of don't. storefronts that put, like the dentist office on the corner has some very creepy reindeer painted <laughs> in the window. Yeah, they, their artistry, their painted artistry on their windows is like really yeah. ridiculous every season. It looks half dentist office, half haunted house. Do you remember, I actually just stumbled upon this video while I was trying to clean out my fucking computer. Don't even get me started. Oh, that was fun. I know. <laughs> It was fun for literally no one. Uh, And I made it very unfun for you. Uh, But I stumbled upon a video from one of the the dollar stores down the street. Yes, yes, with the out of tune. The fucking horror movie Christmas accoutrement. Yeah. I can't even remember what it was. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle (laughs) all the way. It's like they're just melting. Yeah, it's like electronics that are out of tune. Oh, it was also multiple songs going going at at, once. Yes, they were all going at the same time with, and it was just like, 
We should we should record an album. Yep. We'll do dubstep Christmas and we'll just oh. shout over the microphones. You love dubstep. I actually do like dubstep. It's a good genre for running. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good genre for driving around at nighttime. You really mm. want to feel... Well, actually, last night I was driving around too. <laughs> driving around at nighttime feels... Well, this isn't dubstep, but it is electronic, some synth, like synth pop. Like mm. some... What kind? Like, uh, what are we talking? Like the Drive soundtrack. Remember that soundtrack? <sighs> oh, never forget. Yeah. So some of those, I, I created a, a radio station based on one of those songs and some of those like thick synthy syrupy beats syrupy yeah they're like syrupy mm. i do love the drive soundtrack that's that is a middle ground for us mm-hmm. we really meet there i think we meet a lot more places than you give me credit for but that's a different conversation it's a different conversation i, I might have a sensitive co-host today uh, maybe you're sensitive uh, maybe you're this brings us back to our so, point. The so, holidays are very so, sensitive. Yeah. yeah, we haven't even introduced what this episode is. So basically, we're talking about the holidays because we're all headed into this hurricane season of emotions <laughs> together. I was. I know you might some the royal you might enjoy the holidays, but think again, okay? Mm. We're talking about fucking turmoil. Yeah, upheaval. That's right. Scheduled turmoil. That's right. It's Christmas been- Day turmoil. My entire life. No, I, I actually I had some very nice Christmas memories growing up. Sure, we all have. Yeah, and it's not to say you can't have a great time, but it's also like scheduled family time is a lot. Yeah. Well, let's before we get sucked into the woods here. Uh, let's just oh, spell out what we're doing. Forbid, gun forbid. We've got a legal pad in front of us. He's there, mapping there out an itinerary. There is a legal pad. There is a legal pad. He's you can hear the writing Mapping on it. out. I'm just scribbling out. things. I'm going to draw a Christmas tree. Bullet pointing some things on the legal pad. You guys, welcome to the sur- Christmas... No. Welcome to the holiday survival guide from Who Cares? Who Cares About Surviving the Holidays? Maybe that's the name of this episode. Basically, we're just going to bullshit about the holidays, some tips and tricks. Yeah, some fucking bullshit about the holidays. You know what I mean? You know, Jesus was born, etc. Talk about some bullshit. (laughs) Uh, So (laughs) I'm going to be as... uh, religiously offensive as I can be on That's this episode. That's so sweet. That's Not so sweet. sweet. I mean, it, it, we do have a pretty significant Christian following, so. Really? Yeah, my mom listens, okay? No, she doesn't. I don't know. Mom, if you're listening, she's call wa- in. She's watching right now. Oh, yeah. Watched your podcast. How do I watch your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So anyway. Um, Who cares survival guide? Well, uh, you know, tonight we are actually going to a holiday party. And the holidays are full of lots of parties, a lot of social events. Like I have to go to one for uh, one of the comedy clubs I perform at. Comedies? Yeah. Mm. It's a comedies holiday party. Comedies holiday party. Deck the halls and light the lights and smoke the laughs. Smoke the laughs? Yeah, smoke the laughs, bro. I was just going to let you go on that one. I know. I could feel you letting me go. That was a pretty good jazz standard you went for. I also, I was like really <laughs> zoned out like eyes hundred yard stare just mm-hmm. like feeling the song singing the carols lighting the lights 
doing a dance and choreography with people on the street and dancing on a bench with the snow falling softly. Rocking by yourself in the corner, not looking at anyone. <laughs> Times have become dark in the holidays. Now we are an insane asylum. We did not survive. <gasps> no one is left. No gifts <gasps> under the tree. Hold on. Attention, attention. I'm hitting mm-hmm. the table. I just, I just had a revelation. Yes. This is insanity. <laughs> did you yes. did you realize that? I did realize that, and I thought, who could bring some sound advice to the table? I don't know if she can come right this moment, but I do think that we should invite her in this episode, which is uh, Roomba. Roomba. I think we need Jeez. some sound advice from Roomba about surviving the holidays, going to holiday yeah. parties. What, you know, what's the approach? Is she here right now? Is uh, she? She's, she's on her way, but just before she gets here, we should set up for our new listeners that Roomba is a, um, a self-driving uh, air, uh, vacuum cleaner. It's air conditioning ro- vent. <laughs> robotic vacuum cleaner that has come to life. And yes. she is, uh, she not only specializes in, in dust bunnies and, um, and, and, you know, uh, things on the floor, uh, she also specializes in emotional intelligence yes. and how to manage emotional turmoil. She's cleaning like actual dirt and emotional dirt. Yeah. She's t- keeping things tidy. She's yeah. keeping proper boundaries. She's um, very intuitive. She keeps a really important schedule for herself. Yes. Uh, and Because she has a self-docking station. Like she knows how... She knows when she needs to retreat and recoup. She knows how to stay anchored and recharge her batteries. That's right. Uh, she makes time for herself. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Oh, my God. She's here. Welcome back, oh, Roomba. How well, are you? Welcome, Roomba. Oh, hello. Good to see you, Ross and Patrick. It is so good to have you back. Yeah, th- I, we uh, haven't seen you in such a long time. It's so fun to see you. Oh, yes. Uh, there's so much to clean up in this holiday season. Yeah, Roomba. Um what is it exactly that you feel like you need to think about and take care of during this time? Well, I get, I, I, I must say, uh, my first thing is that uh, I have so, so much resentment <gasps> toward one specific thing. And, it, and it's no one's fault in particular. You know, people <laughs> love this season. But the one thing I just hate, I just hate these. It's always such a problem. It's the fucking pine needles. Oh. Could we please, please get a, a skirt for your tree? <laughs> I, 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 I just cannot. I, my machine. Machinery and the and the pine the the pine uh, sap gets mm. caught in my gears and yes. it, it needs to be conditioned and brought in for servicing. So there's so much to do, so much to pay attention to. I can manage it all except these fucking pine needles. I've heard that about you, Roomba, and I mean I don't know if I've ever heard you swear before, Roomba. So that must mean the pine needles are a very yeah, serious we issue. We didn't mean to trigger you by bringing you onto our holiday so, survival guide. Listen, everyone, get a goddamn tree skirt <laughs> yeah, for Roomba's yeah. sake, please. Oh, thank you so much that is so kind of you to offer that advice uh, and that's you speaking up for yourself Roomba is it not yes uh, it's, 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 that's the second thing I would say about the holidays is it's most important to self advocate mm. you know you have to stand up for yourself I am only three and a half inches tall but I will stand up for myself when it's most important to and I will do my cleaning I do my work when it's scheduled for me <laughs> when it's best time for me yes just. So <laughs> sorry, Aruba, I didn't mean to mimic your accent back to you. It's like I get so fired up in all of the uh 
wise words that you have to say. Oh, it's an honor. You know, I am, I am just, I am just so touched that we've stayed in touch this long and I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Oh, thank Roomba. Thank you so much. You're, you're the best. Uh, she really is. Yeah. She, you know what? Roomba, yeah. is she, are you gender fluid? Or are you, how do you identify? What are your pronouns? Oh, I, you know, I go by his, hers, they, them. I, I, you know, I, I, Sweep it all up. It's all, <laughs> it's all under one umbrella for me. Uh, I, I don't want to overthink it. You know. Oh, I, just... I see. I see. Wow. Truly fluid. Mm-hmm. Truly fluid. Um, so coming back to the holidays, Roomba, um, are there any tips or tricks that you have up your proverbial sleeve? Because as we know, you don't truly have sleeves, but, uh, you know, in your Mrs. Claus sleeves... <laughs> What would you recommend? Yeah, what's going on under that Santa's... Uh, under that Santa? tree skirt that yeah, you'd under recommend. That, under that, what's inside Santa's sack? Yes. What do you got in that sack? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there, there are so many things. Uh, I'm sure they'll come up through uh, your conversation. Uh, but, you know, I uh, communication is number one. Uh, I think uh, the holidays, it's all about people and relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> what's important is to know that relationships are based on communication you you must say what you need you must ask for what you want you must you must tell the people you love most how you feel uh but do it in a way that's safe and um uh respectful and and loving love and kindness is is the best way to approach uh these these complicated uh events wouldn't you say that like the last thing you want to cause during the holidays is suffering Jace, Jace, as we know, uh, there's so much suffering in the holidays. There's a quiet suffering, loud suffering, small suffering, big suffering. There's so many, so many emotions. So Mm. it's uh, very important to uh, just, uh, you know, not inflict this pain. (laughs) Correct. On the people you care about. Well, Roomba, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Mm. We know that... For you, you have to get back to your charging station mm-hmm. multiple times throughout the day so that mm-hmm. you're able to best uh, best take care of the people that you serve Jace. and not bring suffering to the table in the homes that you clean and you take care of. Jace, if I do not t- take care of myself, stick to my schedule, do the things I need to do to <laughs> uh, stay on top of my job, it will only cause pain in the people for the people I serve. Pain and what was it? Suffering. <laughs> right, right, so right, right. Suffering. Yeah, we don't need that. Well, mm. Roomba, we'll be sure to check back in with you either this episode or another one. But thank you so much yeah, for thank coming you in. So much, Roomba. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. So, hon, now that um we've checked in with Roomba, who mm-hmm. we did miss yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, she's great. Um, maybe we'll get into some of our own Yeah. Yeah, I mean, our own experiences, you know, it's like experience, strength, and hope. Those are the sorts of things we like to offer. Yeah, some things, maybe some trying holidays that we've had, and some some solutions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we that we use that worked for us. We're not saying it works for everybody. Yeah, just offering some of our own little tips and tricks that have worked for us in the past. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was I was bringing up the holiday party thing because we're going to one tonight. Um, did, did you ever have to do work holiday parties or anything? Did I have to work them? No. Did you ever have to go to a work party? <laughs> like the, that's a holiday event. Uh, yeah, I've gone to some. 
I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's part of, it's this whole thing of like having, so this comedy club is having this thing where it's like, I don't really want to go. Right. But it's, it's part expected. of the job to like show up and show face and like be present. And, um, uh, I don't know. I guess I, if you, even if you don't like going to them, have you ever had to go despite that? And have you ever had to, uh, kind of like play the role in some kind of way? Sure. Of course. Which, uh, as you personally know, is something that I don't, I, I really hate playing the role, the mm -hmm. quote unquote societal expectation, uh, in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. Uh, and also, uh, we don't drink either. So I think that that's like, mm. uh, a lot of times from what I hear, holiday parties can be a great yeah. opportunity for people to just get bombed on for oh, reboots. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of us who don't drink or maybe even for people that just aren't big drinkers, it's like that selling point, which I think is a big selling point around this time of year. It's like, well, I don't really care about that. Mm -hmm. So what exactly is my role in this scenario? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I definitely have a couple that I have to go to and I just kind of show face, say my hellos. Keep it brief. Yeah. In and out, like about yeah. an hour or less I'm yeah. in there. Yeah. And you honestly, I went to one last year with that mentality, but I had a bunch of friends there. We laughed, we ate some food, we yeah. had a good time. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, gotta go. Yeah. See you guys at work. Yeah. Yeah. I've done both versions. I, I worked for MTV for such a long time and they used to throw these holiday parties at uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. So it was like this huge... Shit, money. Yeah. It was this huge event. It was like a concert and they had this amazing DJ every year. And I, I remember like two or three of them where it was just like dancing all night, open bar, drinking my balls off. And my very first one, I was probably 23 or something and uh i got so bombed and they got cars for everybody damn and i uh yeah i got i got home this is before 2008 isn't it yeah this is yeah. 2004 before the financial crisis yeah this was 2004 and i got so wasted got home at five in the morning or maybe even later and uh it was my first year working. So I was convinced that I had to, if I was going to party that hard, I had to be at work on time. <clears throat> so I got on the R train in Forest Hills, uh, Queens, uh, at 9am or whatever to get there for 10 and, uh, fell right back to sleep. Woke up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, everybody. Yes. Get on that train, head all the way to the end on the opposite side. <laughs> yeah. And so I freak out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be late. And I like get to the other side. I show up to the office, probably like 1040 at that point. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 40 minutes late. This is inexcusable. They're going to freak out. Not a single other person is there. Wow. Not one other person. And I'm like, damn, I am such a, such a naive little boy. But uh, I mean, I think that was the right move probably at yeah. that time. You know, you gave a shit about the job. Yeah, bro. You know, you just got to kind of work hard, play hard. This is a work hard, play hard environment. That's right, man. And if you're going to go out and you're going to hit it hard, you got to show up in the morning and hit it even harder. That's right. Okay, man. What's cocaine for if not to get you up <laughs> yeah, in the morning? I mean, exactly. Jesus Christ, you know, uh, which you've never done just to be clear. Never did. I had a real reputation for it. People thought I was. Which cocaine. I mean, wow. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, back then it was about the drinking and now, yeah, I think the big tip I, I think is important is to just show up, 
be present, be a part of it a little bit. Say thanks to the host. Make sure to say hi to the host. Say hi to your boss. Yeah. The people who hire you, whatever. And if you are a non-drinker like us, just have something in your hands the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then like as for the social anxiety aspect of it, because I I went to this very party last year and I went with Tristan and we we spent most of our time BSing with each other. And then we said a lot of hellos to some other people. Um, But I get caught in my head of of like, do I really want to like talk to this person for this long? Like Mm. navigating those long conversations, it's like... Go in with this mentality of in and out. How do I get in and out of this conversation? Well, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, you've had experiences, like your history is colored with being like caught in conversations or like relationships that you like didn't intend. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I think you're hyper aware of like, I don't want to get caught in this. I'm like so friendly and approachable that I become like, like, uh, a lonely person's go to at a party. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I have to I have to be careful of that. I don't have that. I feel problem. like a real shithead saying that out loud, by the way. Uh, I made you do it. That's okay. I made you do it. I held a gun to your head. I made you do Say it. Say that one thing about <laughs> how sometimes you're too fucking nice or I'll shoot you in the head. Because I'm not. Uh and I don't I'm not that nice in that way. Yeah. Uh, But I sort of suffer from social anxiety in like the other way where I'm just like, oh my God, so many people, Mm -hmm. which like, I think some people are surprised to find that out about me because I am like a pretty social person who Mm -hmm. can like talk to mostly anybody and be kind and introduce myself, have some small talk, whatever. Yeah. But I do get very in my head about what is required. Yeah. You know, I, I heard a person at a, one of those support group meetings we go to, uh, she said something like, you know, I think people, because I'm so friendly and outgoing, people assume that, uh, it's like easy for me. Mm. And, uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, like that's true. Like I'm not, it's not always just easy. Mm -mm. And sometimes I'm like super in my head and, uh, super worry like right now it's taking the shape of like fear and worry about the future and whatever uh, I don't know where I'm going with this but the point is that like <laughs> friendly people and extroverted people who appear to be extroverted are sometimes like fighting a battle you can't see so the long story long of this is no pressure to like commit to a holiday party yeah. like Show up, say hi. But also if you decide that you just like don't want to go, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Like the chances of anyone being really that upset about it are like probably pretty slim. Yeah. And if they are that upset about it, that's their own shit. Same with Irish exiting. If you're yes. there and it suddenly occurs to you like, I don't really want to be here anymore. Uh, I mean, unless of course there's like, you know, just three or four people. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. But if it's a sp- like in a situation where there's a lot of people and there's a lot of drinking going on, you can go anytime without saying goodbye to a single person. And it's that's true. Like pretty great. Yeah. And like, just don't stress about it. Yeah. Um, getting back to showing up for family during yeah, the so, holidays. So, so yeah. So family, uh, well, I guess, yeah, tonight is not a work holiday party. No, it's... And we don't have to talk about parties anymore. No, it's chosen... Tonight, it's chosen family, yeah, this small is, group. This is easy. No this stress. is love. Yeah. yeah. No, we just were using that as the launch pad. But yeah. we're... Jen, 
Driscoll, we're very happy to come to your holiday party right now. But if I leave without saying goodbye, you know why. Don't give me shit, please. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yes. So speaking of the support group, Mm. I was joking with you earlier today about how some people overdramatically describe the holidays as the Bermuda Triangle. Which I had not not heard. Christmas, New Year's. Those those three things are big triggers for a lot of people. Yes. That might be overdramatic to say Bermuda Triangle. Other people say hurricane season, Mm. whatever. Because I think a lot of people do relapse during this time of the year and early Um, sobriety i mean anytime we don't know what's going on with people's families i know for me when i was like first sober the holidays were really hard like i just felt so in my head and it was just like hard to be around people that were not in the secret society yeah you were telling me about a real a real dust up with with Jonesy one time yeah yeah uh which is my mom's nickname just in case anybody's wondering Mm -hmm. Yeah, my first Thanksgiving not drinking, um, we got into a real yelling match, very um, high school Jonesy and Ross Aaron style. And I started looking at Amtrak tickets so Mm -hmm. I could get the fuck out of there uh, on Thanksgiving Day. But I made some phone calls. I went for a walk. Mm -hmm. Um, I told my mom to give me some fucking space. (laughs) I said, mom, go worry about the goddamn turkey. I'm going to go for a fucking walk. Yeah. Okay. I probably didn't say it like that. Cause she, she might punch me in the face. Yeah. Um, made some phone calls, talked down a little bit, went for a walk, mm-hmm. came back, sussed it out with Jonesy, stayed for the holiday. Yeah. But it can be hard. It can be really hard. We fall back into old dynamics yeah, around like, these times, this time of year. And you were probably 26 at the time, 27? 27, yeah. Yeah, so you're like reenacting old behaviors. Very much so. Uh, that sounds spicy. That must have been fun. First, and I mean like, you know, all those previous holidays, I literally was just like drinking, getting stoned. Yeah. So this was the first time I really had to like deal with anybody yeah. in a real way. I was thinking about that. How many Thanksgivings did I show up just totally hung over from like yeah. just being out all night the night before? Yeah. And like, yeah, you get sober. You have to like really be present. Um, Which is th- fucking hard when you've never done it before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's, let's unpack that. You, you stood, you, Roomba, was there anything that you heard in that story that you thought was really valuable? Jace, I especially enjoyed how Rosanne knew to take a break. She got out of the space. She went for a walk, took care of herself. She was recharging. We all, even humans have batteries that need to be recharged. So true. Rumba. So yeah, true. that's a great point. Yeah. So you knew like in that moment you were getting heated and yes. you, you were like, I need space and I need to go for a walk. And, and that's hard to say to a parent when you're like, I'm home for the holidays. There's, they love me so much. They're putting on this whole turkey party. How can <laughs> I turkey birthday as we know? Um, yeah. Well, and I think also it was new, for my parents to have me there sober, Mm. like a fucking raw nerve also, Mm -hmm. you know? So like that, like, it's interesting to think about how like I interact with my parents so differently now and they interact differently with me now. Also that like, 
that was just like a hard navigation for all of us. Yeah. I think that like I was bringing in some sort of weird energy and I think my parents have grown a lot over the years since I have stopped drinking also. So it was like we all were sort of in uncharted yeah. territory on this particular Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it also, it, but it makes me think of how like as you age and as you grow up, like, you know, like your parents like our parents are not the same people they were when we were children. No. And we are not the same people we were when we were children. Like we're always changing. Yes. We always need different things. We always need more of something or we just like figure out who we are as we age maybe. Yes. I don't know. So like. You would hope. Yeah. So I think it's like everybody has to be flexible with what they expect from a person and what they want from a person. And like I like to think that I'm a pretty easygoing person. Like, you know, like, like this past Thanksgiving, my dad spent, I don't know, 20% of the time napping on the floor. And it's like, yeah, I would prefer to like have some engaging like conversation about like how his life is, what's going on. But like he couldn't offer that at the time. And like, if I get frustrated about that, and continuously uh, wish he would be a different person than he is. That's only going to, that's only going to frustrate me more and like make me, you know, so it's like, I don't know. You just, we, we always have to, it's this game of like accepting people for where, where they're at at the time. Well, and I think it's a lot of people come into the holidays with expectations. Like I want the holiday to be this certain way. I want the food to be a certain way. I want people to show up and I want them to behave themselves Mm -hmm. or, uh, I hope this person doesn't like say this thing to me or bring up this. And then that whole situation. half of the family are a bunch of Trump supporters. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like all the p- potential like fire starters yeah. can happen in this context. Yeah. I think was it last? Yeah. It was last Thanksgiving that we went to my family's house in Connecticut and some of my relatives from Texas came and we definitely are not on the same page politically. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, we all knew that like that was not, not that yeah. was just like not something we were ever going to get on the same page about. And I think it was OK. Like, Jace, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that, oh. that is such such a good point, because there are certain rooms that Roomba cannot vacuum. Oh, I do not do shag carpeting. <laughs> I do not do uneven surfaces. I do not do the outside or patios or sidewalks. I do not mm. snow plow. Oh. These are not my jobs. I must know where my business is. Yes. And Ross Aaron, you knew your business was to not talk politics. That is so good for you to know that. You, you kept your boundaries. Thank you, Romba. Thank you. You're welcome, Chase. But I also think with that in mind, I do think that we, and by we, I mean <laughs> um, progressive liberal people, mm-hmm. uh, do have responsibility to like stand up for things if like racist rhetoric yeah, is being like know, spout out at your fucking holiday table. If some uncle's like, well, this turkey was real good, but I gotta go. I gotta go uh, lynch a man downtown. Yeah, if it's like <laughs> the Mississippi Senate race <laughs> at your fucking holiday table. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I do think that there is a way to be like, that is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Please don't, like, I don't agree with what you're speaking about either please don't say things like that in my home or at this table or around me Mm -hmm. uh, or leave. 
Like yeah. either I'm going to leave or you need to leave, yeah. you know, and hopefully situations will not get to that point. Yeah. That's why I did feel grateful that like nothing like that came up yeah. in our previous yeah. Thanksgiving that everyone sort of knew that like, we're just not going to meet in the yeah, middle. There's yeah. no bipartisanship happening yeah, yeah. here. Uh, yeah. I feel lucky that I, I feel like we've never experienced like high drama in you and I together. Even with your or, family too. Like we know that there are people that are more conservative and red and they pretty much know that we are the opposite end of the spectrum. And this year, Bill knew to just put on the dog show for us. I mean, it's fucking true. Yeah. Like, put on the damn dog show. That is our middle ground. Yeah. Let's talk about some cute dogs. Everybody loves dogs. Everybody loves dogs. I'll bet if me, you, and Donald Trump were in this room right now and we put on a dog show, we can have a good time. I'm not so sure, but that is really sweet of you. <laughs> uh I was thinking about a Christmas where I, I think it was, it might've been like, maybe you and I had just started going out, going out, uh, or <laughs> we'd be going out or I was single. I can't really remember, <clears throat> but, um, you were not with me. I was doing Christmas alone, like upstate and like, you know, my, my parents are divorced. So like, there's always this like dance of like going to see my mom at her house and then yeah. my dad at his house and then aunts and uncles at separate house. Like there were Christmases where we're going to like four different houses or more sometimes, which is nice and that's fun and whatever. But this one Christmas, I, I don't know if I was feeling down or depressed or, or I just needed a break from all that. Um, but there wasn't high drama at all, but I decided to go to a meeting, uh, like mm. a support group meeting. And, uh, it was like such a beautiful mm -hmm. experience. Cause I like went and I took this hour to go be with people, with other people who, you know, are drunks and need to talk about it and kind of like get out of whatever they're in the thick of. Mm -hmm. And it was this super cool experience. And I just, I'll just never forget it as like something that felt like, oh, this is something I can do now. Like anytime I need to, if I'm ever anywhere stressful, not necessarily go to a meeting every time, but just like go be by myself. Like it's perfectly okay to do that when the typical inclination is like, well, I feel really shitty right now, but I guess I'm stuck here all day. I guess I'm stuck on the couch watching bullshit on TV yeah. with family that I don't know what to talk about. Yeah. And that happened at your house once. I remember I got up and I was like, I'm going to go get a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. And your mom really wanted to make me a coffee. Yeah. And I, I had to say, Jonesy, I, I just need to take a walk. And uh, and she's like, oh, oh, okay. And like it was, it was, it felt so uncomfortable to say that to her, but it yeah. was like what I needed at the time. Yeah. And it worked for everybody. Because uh, that's the other thing with the holidays too. It's a lot of eating. It's a lot of sitting around. And it's like, there is a certain amount of that that, as you know, I love to do. Mm. But it can feel excessive. And there's moments where you're like, I need to move my fucking legs. Yeah. I need to like, get out, breathe some fresh air. Yeah. Like, be by myself maybe for yeah. a little bit. And yeah. I think like, whether you are somebody that goes to support group meetings. Maybe you like working out. Maybe you just mm. like to go for walks. Like anything that involves like sort of moving your body, getting out of the house is a great option yeah. for mixing it up for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and also like being like, I have this thing I'm going to just go do 
for an hour or two. I'll be yeah. back because you know it's all going to be exactly the same yeah. as you left yeah. it yeah. <laughs> when you left it. Yeah. And people can be really weird about it, but in the grand scheme, even if like family members don't understand, like by you doing that, if you need it, the royal you, mm-hmm. you're like going to be better in the yeah. grand scheme. Yeah. And even if they can't quite wrap their heads around it, like who cares? Yeah. You're yeah. going to, you're going to be in a better mood and in a better place to show up for your family. If you give yourself permission yeah. to be like, I'm going to go. My thing is I go take yoga classes. Mm-hmm. I go, I run out. I go take a yeah. yoga class. You like to go to meetings. I know, you know, sometimes my brother goes for a run, like just something to get the F out, you know? Yeah. Which gets me thinking about all the parties growing up at, you know, at my dad, like where my dad lives, is like this big house. My aunt lives there in one of the apartments. And, you know, just thinking about all these parties over the years where um, I, even after my grandmother's funeral, um, we had this huge like couple day party. It was like just a lot of like hanging out and eating and being with each other um, and how many smoke breaks people would go on. Mm. And now I'm realizing that was them taking care of themselves. They're killing themselves. But like a smoke is like the perfect way to like get away from people. And then you're kind of with your people. You're with other smokers mm-hmm. and you're like, can can you leave fucking Patrick and Ross inside being so loud and obnoxious or whatever they're talking about out there? Being like, all bougie and shit. Talking yeah. about their travels. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Idiots. Uh, That's us. Just kidding, you guys, but we do see you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but it's like, that's like the classic complaint about smokers is like, they have this built in excuse to be like, oh, yeah. I need to go outside for a smoke. Yeah. Nobody fucking questions it. But if you're like, I need to go outside to just go outside, people yeah. are like, are you okay? I'm going to go outside. What's wrong? I'm going to go outside and turn on my meditation app. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, wow, did you hear? He's like bugging out. Mm. And it's like. All right. I'm, I'm going to, I just started smoking. Okay. I'm yeah. just going to start smoking. Yeah. Leave me alone. I mean, I do smoke sometimes. I'm going to go outside and hit the jewel. Well, I'm going to go vape. I did hear recently. Va- the vape escape. That, um, that was great, honey. Um, they're not selling those flavors that much yeah, anymore. Yeah. Cause the kid, well, the, they've been cracked down. Yeah, Cause they're marketing toward kids. No more creme brulee for you, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, where was I that that lady was smoking creme brulee? <laughs> that was such a nightmare. I was telling you about the, Oh, it was on an open mic. Yeah, this girl was just like smoking creme brulee vape oh, in a tiny bar room basement. Disgusting. Anywho. Anyway. Have we said anything helpful? I think so. The point is that, of course, you love your family and they love you. Or maybe you don't, and that's fine, too. <laughs> yeah, you can leave a family. That's fine. There's a family know, waiting for you somewhere else. We know a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but that is something that you hear around uh, sober folks is like, I'm not going home this this yeah. holiday season, it's too triggering. I've created a boundary. I've created a boundary. I've ch- I've chosen. I have chosen family that respects me and takes care of me. Maybe there's, you know, past abusive history or something. Yeah. People are getting away from. We hear you. We see you. Yeah, and we accept you. And we love you. Yeah. Um. But but the point is like if if you feel. If, if your family drives you nuts and you feel guilty or whatever, like it's, it, it's totally natural and it's okay to take breaks from them. I'm a firm believer, controversial statement that blood is not thicker than water. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guilt that we feel to 
show up for like large family grouping, large family groupings, <laughs> large family events, events where, um, I know some people in my life that I'm aware of that like, they just keep going back to family events that make them feel fucking terrible. Yeah. And then they're, they're hurt and they're hurt and they're disappointed. And every year they think this time's going to be different. Yeah. And nothing about the family has changed at all. Like history has shown like nothing has changed. Yeah. But they're like, maybe this holiday will be yeah. different. And they yeah. go and they show up and some sort of drama happens and they're really hurt and sad that yet again, they've yeah. had the same experience. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? You Just don't, you don't, don't have, fucking go. Yeah, Just don't, don't fucking go. And I know that like loneliness can also creep in because it's like, well, either I go or I have nowhere to go and I'm just lonely. And it's then that is a question. It's like, do I want to repeat the same thing or do I maybe do I create a new thing for myself yeah. somehow? Yeah. And I encourage you people out there that need to create something new. Just get out there. You don't have to be around toxic family gatherings. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to sign up for the same trip you've already been on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, what is that one? There's a harsh saying and uh, I think there's more of an Allen on one. It's like, uh, there are no something only volunteers. Mm. There's no victims, only volunteers, which that is a little harsh. It's, it's very harsh, <laughs> but there are certainly times sure. in all of our lives. I've, I've volunteered for some shit that brought me a lot of pain and sure. I continue to do that of in course. my life in different ways. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, now speaking of like something we do that we've gotten into the habit of doing that I'm still wrapping my head around and I'm, I, you know, there's certain parts of it that I feel I, I worry about sometimes is, uh, we've gotten hotels when we go yes. home. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've done a couple nights at a hotel around the Christmas holiday mm -hmm. and, uh, it's, it's always great. But I always, I'm always like, man, what do they, what do they think about this? Yeah. And is this a problem for other people? Yeah. Um, but that's just because I, I, I have a high tolerance for like discomfort. Like my, you know, a little so, too high, one might say. <laughs> so much of my work when I was doing documentaries was like, all right, go be around these people, be super uncomfortable with them for days or weeks on end, and then come home. Uh, and I, I don't know. I just have this crazy tolerance for it. But you know, when you're, when you're in a couple, like you've <laughs> got to take care of your partner also, and you have to take their needs into account. So we've compromised a lot about this. Um, so we've often stayed in not, both directions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's been great. I think it's overall, it's, it's what, that's just how we roll, you know? Yeah. I think uh, cause then so, it, it can, sorry, go ahead. I, I guess what I was going to say is like, sell me. If I'm a person who goes home every year and something feels amiss every time or whatever, pitch me on getting a hotel instead of staying at my parents' house. Me right now? Yeah. Like what, what? Oh, he's really putting me on the fucking spot. <laughs> Ross, you do not have to take part in this exercise. <laughs> He is putting a lot on your plate. Yes, a lot of stress and pressure. Well, I'm just curious what, uh, you know, what, you okay. were, I cut you off. Anyway. All right, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch for hotel. Well, because I, I will say that um, 
I t- I did tell a friend of mine uh, how we stayed in a hotel last year mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. Was yeah. it Christmas? Um, and uh, he has some issues with his family. It, it's particularly intense right now. So him and his boyfriend stayed in a hotel mm-hmm. for the first time. And he was like, honestly, I did it after you were sort of talking to me about it, that it can just like make your trip so much better. And then it's like, you're not trapped in this house that you're already like having these feelings around. And it's like, even if it, especially if it's your childhood home and there's just like, there's just energy. Yeah. Right. And he said that he had a great trip this Thanksgiving season. Cause him and his boyfriend stayed at a hotel. Changing lives. One listener at a time, you know, although it wasn't on the podcast, I guess. It was no, a real but you know, podcast adjacent. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess my pitch is that, if you're on the fence about whether or not you even want to be around your family, uh, which doesn't have to be to that extreme because that was not the case for us. Uh, it just creates like a buffer that it's like you have your own, you are in control of the space in which you want to sleep. Yeah. You want to take a shower. Like I want to fart repeatedly. I'm somebody that needs space for, the rituals, the self care rituals mm-hmm. that I have. And like, if I don't like the lamb's blood and the burning yeah, pentagram saging and you know, the hot iron to the, your inner thigh. Yeah. I bring a cauldron with me. Most places I go, mm-hmm. it's small, but I have to bring it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I have a lot of herbs that I have to do sort of ritualistic burning mm-hmm. and things like that. Crystals. So, yeah. And it's like, can I set this up at Aunt Anne's house? I don't know. And she does get annoyed about the live snake show. <laughs> the live snake show. Yeah. But I mean, what a blast. Though. Yeah. You know oh, what man. I mean? Um, night. Yeah. And it's like, they're just slithering all yep. over the place. Um, anywho. So uh, I'm able to keep a piece of fabric over my live snake cage when going into a hotel mm-hmm. and, yes. uh, Nobody makes a fuss. No. You know? No, no. Um, but I do, I think there's something to giving yourself space to be like, well, we're going to head back to the mm-hmm. hotel now. Yeah. Uh, which is something, honestly, I've adopted from my parents is that because we didn't live around any of our extended family, we did a lot of hotel holiday yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yes, it is an expense, maybe one that people cannot afford sometimes. Uh, but that's also another thing that you can do. If you do have a family member that you do like to stay with, that's something maybe you can do also. Like we've stayed with my aunt Sue sometimes Mm -hmm. in Connecticut when we just know that like, there's too much going on at my parents' house, too many cooks in the kitchen, not enough bathrooms. Like we just want a little extra space. Yeah. And that might put people off a little bit, but at the same, like your family members, but they're going to enjoy you more if you aren't mm. a resentful bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll get over it because you'll be in a good mood when you're at their house. Yeah. Yeah. You just got me thinking also about how, how, how important this stuff is when you don't drink, because like when you do drink, like, like it, it is kind of fun to just sit there and just like, down beers and tell old stories into the wee hours of the night and then just like go to bed. Yeah. You pass out drunk. You fucking sleep in. But man, talking, talking about the same shit over and over again without something to get fucked up on. I'm like, you know what? We're going to go to the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we did have that one Christmas where we were snowed in or something, <gasps> and we just watched Animal Planet. That was the best. And there were these cute little ducks. I learned so much about ducks that yeah, season. Man. <laughs> that documentary really stuck with me. Yeah. I was actually just telling some people about um, all the duck rape that takes place. <laughs> oh, duck rape. Duck rape culture. Their dicks are crazy. Yeah, they're, like they're built screws. for rape. They're yeah. literally built for rape. They literally screw. Yeah. Because it like screws in it there. It screws in and it's like, good luck getting away from me, you dumb bitch. And it's got like barbs on it, right? It like Which locks I, in. I mean, is so disturbing, but also like snowed in, like in an upstate hotel, just like learning about ducks. Ugh. Yeah, and the, the best. S- and the snow was really coming down. It we, was. Out our window, it was like a winter wonderland. It really was. It was the best. Did you know that the male human dick is engineered to scrape out? Where did I hear this from? Holy shit. The, you know how the head, there's like the mushroom tip? Sure. Uh, that ridge is made so that when you're doing it to another gal. Uh-huh. You're scraping out any other semen from another competing male that might be inside of her still. Wow. Isn't that I crazy? I think I've heard that too. I don't know where I've heard that though. Yeah. Maybe it I was mean, on that very documentary. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> call in. Let us know if that's factual. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. So, all right. So basically it sounds like we're talking about boundaries. Uh, yeah, it all comes back to that. And I don't know. Giving yourself permission to create boundaries so that... Everyone benefits. Yeah. Uh, Because I think some people, I have seen people take on too much, try to do too much with too many people. Too much. Too many days in a row. So many obligations. Yeah. We're doing, we're doing staying over every night. We're doing meals out, meals in. Jesus. Gift exchanges. You know, God, thank God we have a niece now. We're like the... The gift energy is focused in, yes. in that direction yes. and the kids yes. and we're adults. Yes. And we don't have yes. to think about that stuff anymore. Yes. Uh, but even with all that thing, stuff. We got to get a kid. That's mm. really what we need a kid for is mm-hmm. that so that people just stop getting us stuff we don't need. Yeah, let's get a kid. <laughs> and then we can really become those like overbearing parents that are like, no, 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 please don't buy things like that uh, for our child. Yeah, we're not doing plastics in this house. <laughs> Toys? No, 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 no. We're not no, doing toys. We're no. we're only doing wooden blocks. Yep. Uh, and no, no screens. Thank you, no screens. Yeah, no screens. We're actually going to blindfold him until he's five years old. That's right. Um, yeah. we want him it's the to, only way to avoid screens in this day. We want heightened uh, intuition. Um, um, should we move on to the next holiday? Oh, New Year's Eve, baby. Which, talk about a triggering holiday. 2019, Woo! baby. Wow, 2019. The that balls is... are gonna drop. We're gonna celebrate. We're gonna get drunk tonight. Mm-mm, 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 yeah. Mm-mm. Except for us, because we don't drink. And that's uh, that was David Bowie, 2019. Wow. Yeah, he's back. Wow. I'd believe it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done... This will be my 10th... 10th New Year's Eve with no drugs or alcohol in Pretty my system. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh. I, what comes to mind for me about New Year's Eve mm-hmm. for the regular listener mm-hmm. is FOMO, fear of missing out. Uh-huh. Uh, because how many, I don't know if this is true for you. How many New Year's did you have that involved like feelings of, fuck, I went to the wrong party or this is the wrong place. I should be somewhere better right now. Why did I come here with this person? 
Where's my Where's my hookup buddy? And who's she with right now? Why isn't she with me? Where's you know whatever? Like, I would say most of them. Yeah, that's the word. It's probably so, most of them up until. I don't know, maybe four or five years ago or something. Yeah, like even into sobriety. This oh, feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with you. Like, why am I doing this right now? Yeah, like, wh- how, why did we end up here? And not that I didn't want to be with you, just as like, what's this fucking party? Why didn't we make a plan? Yeah. What the fuck are we doing yeah. right now? Yeah. Who are we hanging out with? This is how I'm starting 2018. Which what this year, fuck? I mean, last year, that was just all removed for us because we both were suffering from strep throat. Yeah, we were sick as dogs. <laughs> so we just stayed in our apartment. A sickness that began for me in the hotel in Christmas in uh, Beacon, New York. And then it got me good a few days later. Yeah, got you good. Got me good. I almost fell over in that bathroom. I like blacked oh out God. in the middle of the night. Ugh, horrible. Horrible. So yeah, this past New Year's, we just did alone. You and I on the couch, sick as dogs. Uh, and then I was thinking about the one before that where we were with Heather, our huge fan. Aww. Big fan. Uh, and I loved that New Year so much. Me too. That really felt like truly one of the first times in my life where I've ever felt like, you know what? I'm surrounded by people I love. There's an adorable baby here. Yep. Uh, Dan and Heather are amazing people. They hosted us for like three days. They probably wish we stayed in the hotel. Uh, <laughs> but it was like such a great loving environment. Yeah. And we were all the way up in Maine. So there was no way to have that feeling of like, man, I wish I went to the comedy party or I went to the whatever party my whole plan was like you know what let's get the fuck out of here yeah keep it simple be around people we love and that is the whole intention of new year's just to visit people we don't get to see enough yeah taking care of fear of missing out gone eliminated don't need it yeah we're in maine we're hanging with people we love we don't get to do this often enough yeah that's the plan yeah so but of course we can't do that all the time no we can't so I, I do I do just uh, I just really want to keep creating that for ourselves yes, somehow. I agree because like I really think like with FOMO, I, I, it's I've I've gotten over it quite a lot in these past few years because it is all about just like being present in the physical space you're in, mm-hmm. like being in your body, and then with the being as present as possible with the people who are in front of you. Yeah, you know, like there's this old. Um, I I wish I could we should read it on the air sometime I love that I say on the air like we're broadcasting guys we're live coming to you on the air Colin breaking news anyway it's this really cool little parable is that a story sure about a guy going up a mountainside and it's like three kings are involved stop it's about like being present and like appreciated, whatever. I was just playing with a candle and Ross yelled at me. <laughs> Which he always does to me. And I'm like, what are you fucking doing, my man? My man. My man. Ooh, beautiful. That was nice. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, just make a simple plan for yourself. Stick to it. Be with people you love and care about. Something I've always actually wanted to do Um that I have not done yet is do some sort of like yoga meditation thing mm. for new year's, mm-hmm. which is very popular in the sober community. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of yoga studios that host things on new year's meditation groups, things like that. Uh, which I think would be really nice to yeah. bring in the new year with a very like intentional spiritual vibe, man. Yeah. 
Um, so I might look into that this year. I think that might be fun. I'd be open to doing that. Right? Yeah. Um, so I guess the other suggestion too is to like think outside the box, right? It doesn't have to be like, I got to go to this fucking killer party. Yeah. I got to go like where the people are. For me, when I was still like a hard partying gal of New York City, I usually was disappointed yes, like nine yes, times out of 10. Like yeah. though that sort of expectation and desire for me only cultivated fear of missing out. Yeah, like even yeah. if I made it to whatever I fucking thought was like the party, I usually was like, well, I don't really know anybody here and it's hard to get a drink. And does anybody have cocaine? What the fuck am I doing here? And who's going <laughs> to kiss me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too, I suppose. I feel like usually I've been one of those people that's always like teamed up with somebody. You got a boyfriend at the time. Yeah, or I'm like, I'm with this fucking guy, but really, like, I just want to be a real slut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, you felt tied down, held down. Yes. And not in a when fun I was, way. When I was boozapalooza. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they called me out on the streets. <laughs> oh, Ross Aaron, boozapalooza over here. Here she comes, old boozapalooza, bitch booza on wheels. Boozapalooza, 1998. Yeah, and I'm till like. 2009. Uh -oh. Yeah, 2009. And I was like, ugh. I'm like, this fucking guy's already bombed. Like, I got to deal with his fucking ass. Yeah. Really, I just want to be making out with, like, whoever. Yeah. Not anymore. Now I'm looking up meditation yoga groups. Yeah, look at that. You, too, wow. can be a white woman in Brooklyn who yeah. doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope they have enough Palo Santo. Oh, they will. That's doing, fine. <laughs> yeah, doing shots of uh, doing shots of uh, kombucha, chamomile tea, kombucha. Yep. Uh, we also did that one New Year's with Brett and Allison. That was really fun up in Vermont. Yeah, we've had a couple um, white people New Year's Eves where we went to uh, some ski mountains. Yeah. We did that with our friends Jen and Bay also. Yeah. Oh, which one was that? Oh, yeah, with I Charles and Elise. Yeah, I don't know what year yeah, that, that was. was. Great. I think that was just three years ago. That was great, too. Airbnb. I find any, I mean, it does require some money. So I do think that, like, finding other events that don't involve drinking, that's like an activity that is cheap. Like, those are available to you in metropolitan places. Yeah. Or you can, like, create something like that if you're not yeah. in a big city. Like, you could create an event like that with people that you love. If they're open to such hippy dippy things. I used to love throwing parties and we threw a huge party here one year, like five years ago. And I was sick as a dog oh, then. Yeah. You love being sick this time of year. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. I better I better You better start doing echinacea now. I'm going I've full been, jonesy I, on I, your I, ass. I do daily echinacea. Okay. Okay. Uh so basically what we're saying is by creating things for yourself that involve people that you care about putting low pressure on yourself mm -hmm. for like, this has got to be the time of my life it actually provides, I think a better new year's Eve celebration. Keep it small, keep it intimate, keep it a fun activity. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some crazy banger of a party. Like just keep the expectations low. Yeah. And maybe, you know? maybe make a fun project of it. Like, Think of like an intention to set for next year. Ooh. Maybe you're a New Year's resolution psychopath. You can think about a specific thing you want to do. Or maybe maybe you don't, because I actually, as you know, don't love 
um, a New Year's Eve resolution because mm-hmm. for me, that just feels like I'm being set up for failure. Yeah. But something I have done with some witchy friends of mine is like writing things that we want to let go of and then burning, burning the pieces of paper and then, and, and then like, give the ashes to the snake pit. What is, wouldn't that be instead of going in to 2019 being like, I'm going to do all of these things, which for yeah. me is like full pressure anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Why not like let go of let something go else. of some shit. Like these are the things I'm letting go of in 2019. Yeah, Because if you're going into 2019 with your bags packed for the goals you got, you're cut, you know, think picture a hiker. You've got this huge backpack and the tin can hitting the side of your leg when you walk and you <laughs> got the, the fucking cane and the tent and the towel rolled up under the bed, whatever you got all this stuff because you're going to go do all these things in 2019. Yep. That's heavy. Well, you're carrying all that shit on your back. Yeah, think of the other bags you could just drop off first. Yeah. Drop that baggage before you take your trip. That's right. And burn the baggage. Yes. Because it's visual and it's fun. Yes, exactly. With people that you love and you trust. And do you read those items off to those people? I did when I did it, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like, it's nice to put words to the things that you know you want to let go of. Yeah. And symbolically watching them burn is quite nice. Yeah, I love that. Right? Watch it burn. Watch it burn, baby. Brit a plug. That's the theme of... She, of course, was the ringleader of that. Oh, that's the theme of... uh, Oh, was that Danielle's bachelorette party? No, we were just... We had dinner at Brita's place. Uh, This was maybe... Not this past summer, but the summer before, maybe. I don't know. It was warm. We were on our roof. Yeah. Time is like not linear, man. Uh, And we just sat up on our roof in Soho, wrote some shit down on some pieces of paper and burned that motherfucker. I love that. Yeah, it was really nice. That's really nice. I hope hope you didn't write anything about me down. No, I think it was pretty um, Mm (laughs) self-involved. Hun. I think we've done a great job of giving yeah. some personal experiences while also just trying to share some tips and tricks that have worked for us, but also no pressure, yeah, no judgment. We're just trying to share a few things that have helped yeah. us, but like ultimately we just want you to enjoy your holiday season. And if one of these things pops into your head when maybe you're having a hard moment in the old Bermuda triangle, hurricane season, we're happy to help. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say one last time that I love everybody. Uh, oh. And, oh, I guess I'm in my head. I'm like, they my family like they're going to think oh, I hate them or something. No, they love that you yeah. love them. Yeah. Your friends and your family know that you love them. And because you're saying that you do things to take care of yourself is not insulting anyone. All right. Well, I love all of you. <laughs> Patrick needs to listen to this fucking podcast after we put it up, everybody. I'll see you. I'll see you at Christmas. I'll sure I'll spend the night. Um, whatever you need, uh, let me know. Imperfection uh, perfected, everyone. <laughs> uh, no, thanks for listening and good luck. And let us know how the holidays go. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. It's the holidays. Hey, I'm standing right here. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> <laughs>